Welcome back to Resurrect the Republic Dirty Uncle Sam Radio on RBN Network. If you would like to help Tom be able to cover live uh, coverage, you can go to resurrecttherepublic.com and uh, there's a donation link for you to be able to donate. It's independent media, completely independent run, and it does help to get him back and forth to places to be able to cover stories. So now that we're back, Gary, um, the what was hilarious about this article is it says that uh, his push for rapid ratification comes amid the increasingly chilly reception for the agreement adopted by 195 parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in Paris by nations concerned about the impact of the carbon restrictions. Now, here's the funny part. It says the change of heart even has a name. It's called Clixit, short <laughs> for climate exit, a takeoff on Brexit, the successful June 23rd British vote to leave the European Union. He most The most dramatic repudiation was from Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte. I hope I said that correctly. I'm not sure. Um, elected in November, who said Monday that he will, that he, quote, will not honor, unquote, the proposed restrictions on emissions. He called them stupid and cited his country's need for greater economic development and industrialization. Developed nations, quote, were enjoying the booming economy and flooding the air with contaminants. Now they are rich because of coal and industrialization. We are being asked to cut emission and limit our activities, unquote. Meanwhile... The United Nations Special Envoy for Climate Change, Mary Robinson, decried Monday that she described as recent efforts by Germany and Britain to support the fossil fuel industry despite their previous support for the agreement. Good. So this is huge. It's catching on globally. People are starting to understand this is all about a resource grab, whether it be your money, whether it be your items, whether it be control over your land. They can control the people if they can control the water, the food, and the resources. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I want to read something. Uh, I, I shot a video earlier today, and uh, this goes along with exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So this article just came out today, and it says, Now, world emissions may have actually declined slightly in 2015, an encouraging sign, but a temporary one. Mm -hmm. Renewable energy has been advancing fast, but its massive structural change and economic chaos in China alone is responsible for the decline. Mm -hmm. So they are saying that China adopting renewable energy is hurting their economy. Right. Then it says what's more – and this three times in one paragraph they admit that this stuff is bad. Mm -hmm. Then it says what's more, developing countries, particularly India – are projected are projected to emit a lot more as their economies grow. Mm-hmm. So more emissions means better economy. Right. Then it says, as I noted two years ago, even if 2014 were, t- were to be a permanent emissions peak, staying under two degrees will require a crash course of decarbonization never seen in history outside of economic collapse. Mm-hmm. So the only way for them to get what they really want is everything has to basically be destroyed. All the economies, you know, they just, they just want to shut everything down to zero. And mm-hmm. uh, th- that to them, that is progress. Regression in the name of progress is what I call it. 
Well, it's progress because it puts money in their pocket. Mark Mark Morano, who runs the Skeptics website, uh, Climate Depot, said Tuesday that the cold feet on global warming shows that some countries are realizing the international climate agreement is, quote, not in their best interest, unquote. He also stated, more and more nations are realizing that the United Nations Climate Treaty is nothing more than an effort to empower the United Nations and attack national sovereignty while doing absolutely nothing for the climate, unquote. And um, he <clears throat> debuted the film Climate Hustle um, during the negotiations in Paris. If anybody wants to look that up, I'm sure there's probably something on YouTube about that. Um, so anyway... I I thought you might find that something to smile about because you've been doing this for so long and um, you do an amazing job. Can you tell the the people, how do they get involved? You know, how do they get involved with doing what you're doing to help try to make a change in their local communities? Okay, well, uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, I always say first, you just got to show up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very simple. All you have to do is, is go online and, uh, whatever search engine you use, put in the name of your city and just put in city council agenda. And, uh, most of these cities, the websites are pretty good and it'll, sh- it'll go right to where you want to go and, uh, find out when the meeting is and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then find it. And then, it, it, and then, uh, at least here where I live, I don't, it might be different in other states, but here in California, uh, they have to post the agenda three days ahead of time so the public can look at it online mm-hmm. so that you know what they're going to be talking about as you walk in. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not if you've never done this before, I'm not saying you got to walk in with camera equipment and all that. I, I just say just show up and observe it and just see what you see because uh, you might find out you have a great city council, which is, you know, <laughs> hardly ever because I've never really seen a, a good one. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your your city might not be that bad or it might be terrible, you know. Right. So that's on the city level. Uh, I do not really recommend going to the regional level unless you have a lot of experience. Because if you if you don't know how the city level works, then you're going to be really confused at the regional level. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go to the regional level, uh, put in the name of your city or your county, and then put in after that council of governments, and and something should pop up. Okay. And uh, you know, and then you could also put in your uh, you could also put in. The name of your city and sustainable, the name mm-hmm. of your city and green, the name of your city and energy, any of the of the buzzwords uh, mm-hmm. that that we always hear for those who you know read about this stuff, and uh, you know you you might find out that your city's having a sustainability meeting uh, in three days if you know you just might ca- catch on to something like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a matter of showing up, and uh, city councils are at pretty good times. They're usually in the evening. Uh, unless your city is really corrupt, then it'll be in the morning. But generally, they're in the in the evening. the The regional stuff's always in the morning at, at really bad times. They, they don't want you to come, right? But uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, when it comes to the city council level, most people don't have an excuse mm-hmm. because they're usually around six or seven at night, and uh, you got to be willing to sacrifice. You know, I mean, uh, you might have to turn off that baseball or football or or whatever it is you watch. Uh, mm-hmm. To go attend these, and uh, I, I've missed a lot of stuff uh, by attending these. But uh, I'll tell you, if you, you know, if you watch some of the videos, uh, going to these meetings can be far more entertaining than what you see on TV. 
And, oh, I uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't mind missing anything anymore. I mean, because uh, most of the time these meetings are like they're fascinating. They really are. And, and and do they normally try? I know I've seen a couple of videos where they really try to shut you down when you're exposing what's really going on. But do you find no. in, in most of them that they would um, hear you out or are they trying to shut everybody down when they start talking about that? Or do you find that maybe the city council that you've been involved with, a lot of them just really, truly didn't know what they were involving themselves with? Yeah, well, this is how I, I, I break it down. So, you know, at the city council level, uh, generally speaking, the people that run for council, most of the time, uh, they're your average person. And, and they and they think they want to do something for the community and they, they think they want to, you know, do good. And I'm, I'm not saying that to be, you know... That, that they're not. I think a lot of people do go in there with that intention. And then there's a very small number that they are evil and they're going in there to be evil, basically. But uh, what I'm getting at is uh, the people that are just your average Joe that likes to have a beer and watch a game on the weekend, because that's, that's what is on a lot of these councils, mm-hmm. uh, they, they just don't know. So like, if you start talking about wild theories or the UN or you know just... Whatever it is that we're talking about, a lot of the time, uh, they don't. They, they they just laugh at you. They're just like, "What is this guy even talking about? We're not we're not doing that here." And so, what I try to do, and I, you know, I don't know how successful I am at it, but I try to explain it as simply as possible. And um, every now and then, uh, I'll, I'll get a chip on my shoulder, and I'll get an attitude with them, and I'll intentionally be be technical and, and, and complex just to screw with them because I just don't like them and. Uh, you know, it's just, just, just kind of just to spite them. But the point I want to make is, and this will kind of, everyone should relate to this. Most people that, uh, get elected to the Congress, they're almost every time they were on a city council beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, I hate to be mean, but mostly city council people, they're, they're not very bright. They're kind of dumb. Like, you know, they, they really, like, you know, you want to talk about being awake or being asleep. Most of them are asleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's why I said in the beginning, uh, you know, these city staffs, they put these packets in front of them and it's their job to pass whatever the staff puts in front of them. And so the cities, that, the councils that are most asleep, they, they will just pass it. They'll just say, oh, we trust our staff. They're not going to do anything wrong. Whatever they say. Right. So, without researching. Right. So a Useful lot of the idiots, I think, is what they're called. Yeah. Yes. Well, a lot of the time, these congressmen, you know, if they came from the city council level, they're not that bright either because they're they're the same people. And right. so when you hear about them not reading bills and, you know, they, they look stupid on TV, it's because they are. I mean, it, that really is the truth of it. And that's one thing that I've learned doing this is uh, a lot of like if you look around here where I live, almost everyone running for Congress right now. Is either on a city council right now, or they are in Congress and they were on a city council. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know, you know, most people don't just run for Congress one day. Usually, they start at the school board, they go to city council, then they go to Congress, they go to Senate. Blah blah. blah you know, right? That's actually how Marco Rubio got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was—I uh, forgot—I I don't know if he was on a city council, but he started off at a very low level, and then he went to the state, the state legislature. He was like the I think the speaker of, the, of, the, of their legislature, and then and then he became senator. So he went through the whole process 
of uh, he didn't just become senator one day. You know, I mean, he right. went he, he spent like 20 years in local and state government before he went to the to the Senate. And that's how most of them are. You know, like, like the whole Donald Trump thing where he's never held office. He's running for president. That That's extremely rare. That's yeah, because uh, America's fed up. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, I'm just saying like so your your senators, your Congress, uh, oh, I'd say over 90 percent of them. They were at the local level first before, uh, like, so, for example, I don't know if you guys know who this is, uh, you know, Loretta Sanchez. She's running for the, the U.S. Senate in California for the empty uh, Barbara Boxer seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now she's in Congress. And, and before that, she was, like, on a city council. So, she, you know, she's taken the whole leap to go, and she's probably going to lose. But I'm just saying, I mean, that's that's what they, they, they all get started somewhere. You know, they don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a senator, you know. So uh, when you see them on TV being stupid and passing really bad legislation, you know, I, I see that and I'm like, yeah, they were probably passing really bad stuff at the city council as well when they were mayor or, you know, whatever. You mean like the guy who thought that Guam was going to tip over if too many Marines? Yeah, a- a- exactly. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Welcome back. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, I had a, a wonderful meeting while you guys were uh, doing this segment of the show with a, a local group here who is i i promise you thoroughly awake oh that's Uh, awesome really awesome group they're going to be joining us in the future but that was uh uh one of the members of their group was the pastor Mm -hmm. uh uh, who uh gray bill who who uh gave us our invocation this morning you know uh, just sitting back and and listening about agenda 21 and, and how devious this is you know i have to tell you you know many of those council members may not know but I can guarantee you one of those individuals that are sitting up there know very well what's going on, and that's the city attorney. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going on. And I can, I, you know, my father was a judge and, and, a, and a lawyer, and I can tell you from sitting there and listening to many of the conversations that he had with just local town mayors, uh, and I assure you that, that uh, while a lot of them, they're putting uh, intentionally dumbed-down people in these positions – uh, at the same time, there are always floaters floating around uh, around them. Then they know, mm-hmm. they know, and not only that, but Congress uh, has absolutely no excuses. As Bruce has pointed out on this show on numerous occasions, um, they are supplied. I think the last time was uh, may have been uh, 2014 when they were given uh, all of the information regarding our research, and, and it, it's. It's it's given to them every so many years about the bankruptcy, about all of the things that have happened. So you have now uh, a good example of this was was Carl Swenson, who uh, mm-hmm. down there in Georgia, who exposed the fact. Now he did uh, wake up a lot of the council members as to the fact that the city attorney had included their names on the corporations that they didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. One of the council members was open enough to admit that fact and said that, you know, uh, you know, after receiving some of this information, I did find out uh, that I was, uh, I guess, I think it was CEO or something of a of a corporation that he didn't even know existed. They have these sub corporations behind corporations um, and the money that's being traded hands by these people and the stadiums that are put up and all of these uh redistribution of wealth projects uh it's insane if the american people ever truly woke up 
to what's going on in every single county across this nation. Like you were saying, you know, you might you might get a town council or, or a county uh, board that might be, uh, you know, a bunch of good folks. and But I tell you what, after all the counties that I have seen, I'm not finding one of them where at least somebody sitting up there, and at very least the city attorney, they know that there there's crooked things going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and I would, you know, with that too, a lot of times they'll they'll talk to the city attorney to say, "Hey, is this legal?" And the city, of course, you know. <laughs> so they take the advice of somebody who is involved with it sometimes, most of the time anyway, because well, they legally it's all legal. The problem is, is none of it's lawful. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But then you've got to think about it, too. Is it really legal, Tom? Because remember, what does 18 U.S. 241 say? Well, here's here's the thing. Their whole, uh, the whole legal system mm-hmm. is, is the subversion. It is the, it is the overturning of the lawful republic mm-hmm. uh, that, that's the problem ever since you know you know you could say it could be argued 1861 uh when they walked out uh during the civil war that that uh the official government for the united states uh pretty much ceased to exist um you could also the argument could be made in 1868 when they essentially held a gun to everybody's head and, and forced them to accept a piece of legislation that they purported was for one thing that was really for something else. Right. It, it it literally, uh, by voluntary servitude, uh, which by fraud and deception, so it's not really voluntary, but that's a whole other debate. But since they did that, since they installed that system, it took everything that we had and it flipped it upon its head mm-hmm. and it replaced rights with privileges most Americans have no clue that they're walking around as a U.S. citizen, and as such, their their rights have been replaced with privileges under the 14th Amendment. And I've said a couple times in the past few weeks, to illustrate this as being correct, uh, I believe it was Montana that was trying to pass a law, or did pass a law, that protected the, uh, all firearms created within the state from the federal all these federal uh, gun control laws. And they, mm-hmm. they did so based upon, they believed that they thought that they were fighting against what they assumed was the Commerce Clause, because mm-hmm. that was the always the go-to argument mm-hmm. that the federal government used, because they did not want to reveal the full truth. Well, they were prepared for a, a Commerce Law argument, and turns out that BATF turned around and said, oh, but we're not using the Commerce Clause. The jurisdiction that supports what we're doing here is the 14th Amendment. That well, is yeah. the jurisdiction. Yeah, and just like in Mac v. United States in uh, 97, the federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems, nor Mm. command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or to enforce a federal regulatory program. It matters not whether policymaking is involved and no case-by-case weighing of the burdens or benefits is necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with our constitutional system of dual sovereignty. Amen. Amen. Um, 
Tom, we have a caller on, and I think our caller might have some questions for, for Gary, for our guest. Um, Gary, uh, just for one second, Gary, uh, it's a it's a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, it, a great show tonight. I hope you come back again in the future. Well, thank you for having me. I hope I can come back again. It's been a good one. Yes, oh, sir. Okay. Lori, you want to get to that caller? Go ahead on. Sure. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, take Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you doing today? Well, hello, Lori and Gary and Tom, if he's still there. I'm very well. I was going to try to add a little bit of uh, older information that operates on the exact things that you're talking about with Agenda 21, ICLEI, the International Property Maintenance Code. Okay, and go ahead. Really, this is, this is part of what we know as the plan, mm-hmm. the new Golden Age plan, the Luciferian plan, the Rainbow Cult plan. It's got lots of different names and lots of different colors. Of course, now green is the new red for communism. Mm-hmm. And it goes back, if we look, uh, we remember Rio Summit. That was one of the first places it started rearing its underhead with Bill Clinton and the Clanton gang and some of the others. Mm-hmm. But even farther back than that, to State Department Bulletin pamphlet number 7277, Freedom from War in a Peaceful Society. Yep. That was from 1961. Yep. And, of course, it had an ugly, wicked twin sister that was Prescott Bush's plan. Uh, 10 United States Code 2358, I think, is the number. I could be off on that just a little bit. But basically what it says is they can't do this thing to other people, but they're free to experiment on Americans here in that State Department bulletin pamphlet number 7277 is the small arms treaty of taking mm-hmm. away guns from everybody in America so we can be easily conquered because we don't have the ability to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. under this agenda, tw- go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was agreeing with you, dear. Keep talking. <laughs> the International Property Maintenance Code, whenever they change the uniform plumbing code and the uniform building code to the international, You'll see words like international and transnational. Anytime you are, you're seeing this U.N. agenda coming in. In fact, I'm not convinced that the uh, initials U.S. have not been interchanged or swapped out. And when they say U.S., now they mean U.N. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's so many contractual and and mergings with it. That's why, you know, uh, you know how a lot of people will say, you know, uh, when the blue hats come, they'll make a target. The blue hats are here. They're here through contract. And uh, this this actually even goes back through when Tom and I were, were digging into Jade Home 15. Everybody oh, yes. else was panicked about the martial law, and I kept telling everybody the main problem is mastering the human domain. You need to understand that that's what the main problem is. And it connected all the way to CFR. It connected all the way to United Nations to do a 21st. Uh, century police force, which is, of course, they were trying to, uh, Rand Corporation was talking about how to bypass posse comitatus and, and interlink everything into our local police. And this is why you see a lot of the sheriff's departments that are now interlinked with the police departments and then the police departments are interlinked with Department of Homeland Security. And, and I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But I want to go on to that freedom from war for a second. Because I, you know exactly what you're talking about. The first stage of that, I hope the listeners listen to this. The first stage 
of the in the Freedom from War document of 1961. The nuclear threat would be reduced. Strategic delivery vehicles would be reduced. Arms and armed forces would be reduced. Peaceful use of outer space would be promoted. United Nations peacekeeping powers would be strengthened. The International Disarmament Organization would be established for effective verification of the disarmament program. States would be committed to other measures to reduce international tension and to protect against the chance of war by accident, miscalculation, or surprise attack. Now, that's just in the first stage. And so, absolutely, people need to pull this up. It's, it's very easy to pull that document up, everybody. Um, just all you need to do is search Freedom from War 1961. And what I normally do is I put official document in there. And you can actually find it um, in the Library of Congress is where you can find it. But it, this goes back so many years. And it is so disgusting because it is the program for general and complete disarmament in a peaceful world and they want people to be able to be victims to criminals and corrupt people within the government more people have been killed by democide than have ever been killed by individuals now go ahead chris you mentioned Bill Gates of hell and his father or grandfather, William Gates, who was part of the Tavistock Institute. Well, that's the Austrian Frankfurt schools. Um, the, uh, I, we have to call them the Zionist influenced uh, portions of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, the Ashkenazis. And this is unfortunately goes back to Madame Helena Blavatsky's or Blavatsky's uh, Theosophical Society. That's mm-hmm. false gods, that's what Theosophical means. And this false gods, of course, is Lucifer, Hashitan, or Satan. And mm-hmm. so this diabolical plan has been the same plan that's been on Earth for total demonization of the whole Earth, ruled by these so-called elite techno-crazy technocrats, as you like to call them. And that mm-hmm. comes from Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. That's the technocracy's dream scheme for taking over the planet using all forms of technology, medicine, science, economics, uh, Everything you can think of can be used mm-hmm. as a weaponized teaching, education, knowledge, or all forms of it can be weaponized. And we're seeing that implemented throughout all these different agencies outside the scope and sphere of the Constitution of government, from the headless fourth branch of government, from Woodwin, Woodrow Wilson, Edwin Mandel Hauser, and his Philip Drew administrator. And that's what all these are, these technocrat Nazis that want to be the administrators, the managers, if you will, the mm-hmm. central planners of the world, and the zone Nazis of the world. So, thank you very, very much. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, all of this even interconnects with the mastering the human domain. I mean, it, it really, tr- it, every bit of it does. Because it's all about implementing their new, and, and this is what they call the new world order now. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they call it the new international order and they have to keep changing the names because people keep catching on and then they can't deny it so many times especially when they're out there speaking about it themselves well the national security strategy of 2015 under president uh, uh obama 
Chapter 5 is all about the new international order. It's also in the national security strategy. The very beginning of it, um, in his, in his, where they do the letter first, um, they, he talks about, um, the TPP and how imperative it is, uh, that we make sure that that goes through. Well, of course, um, the way that he said it was this. I'm going to quote it instead of just um, <clears throat> saying that. Here's the quote. Even as we meet these pressing challenges, we are pursuing historic opportunities. Our rebalance to Asia and the Pacific is yielding deeper ties with more diverse set of allies and partners. When complete, the Trans-Pacific Partnership will generate trade and investment opportunities and create high-quality jobs at home, across the region, that represents more than 40% of the global trade. Now, we all know that that is not accurate, but the TPP is is one of the main um, parts of the national security strategy for 2015. And then, you know, when you go to um, security and everything else, it, it just wants you to blow your mind we'll be back in a few minutes after a word from our sponsor please stay with us okay nurse let's get this man to the er stat Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation. And Angioprim is the result, a safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from Angioprim. That's angioprim.com slash radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. Angioprim.com slash radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221. Hi, my name is Chris. Since the 1970s, I have been actively making products available that support good health. What makes my juices flow is helping mankind get healthy. Today, I'm going to tell you about a product that will help your juices to flow. I am excited to recommend Dr. Miller's Holy Tea to you. Even if we are eating a clean diet, these impurities are entering our bodies. Holy Tea moves these poisons that are creating havoc with our health out of our bowels. It works on the whole digestive system. The five tasty herbs are combined to provide an amazing detoxifying and healing tea that will rid your body of the pollutants and soothe your digestive tract, and in some cases, help you lose weight. It is critical for our health to move all of the environmental toxins from our bodies. The holy tea can do that. As a hydrocolon therapist, remember, with every BM, you're supporting RBN. www.holytea.org 800-326-2001 
Hi, my name is David Merlin from TakeFromCaesar.us. Income is defined in the tax code. All property is a cost, including labor, according to statute. You're deprived of the provisions of Section 83 whenever you pay an income tax on your compensation. According to Section 83, only the excess over the amount paid is gross income. The government can't so much as provide an interpretation of Section 83 of its own. Get your paradigm shift in understanding today at TakeFromCaesar.us. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855- You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Yo, Pop just got my new black robe, my bench, my new hammer, representing Saturn, the inhibitor. Welcome back to Resurrect the Republic, Dirty Uncle Sam Radio on RBN Network with Grindall 61 for Gary Galeno. Um, I also have a guest on the line, Chris, and... I believe Tom Lacavera, the host of the show, are you still there? I am here. Awesome, awesome. So what we were talking about, you know, and I just wanted to say this, Chris, a lot of people really need to pull up the national security strategy of 2015 because amazingly it's it's uh, pretty much UN Agenda 21 in the national security strategy all over it. I mean, it just reeks of it. Would you agree with that, Tom? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, from from the if you if you read into the Rand Corporation and uh, um, what they presented through SOCOM, declaring the Posse Comitatus Act an impediment mm-hmm. to the agenda of the Special Operations Command. This is our our you know our so called our military, right? Well, it's not our military, mm-hmm. and, and the shame of it. I love. All of the men and women who serve with good intention. I love my veterans. You know more than anyone else. I, I've sat there and bawled my eyes out over overseeing their mistreatment at the VA and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I, I take this back and you look at the bonus army march where where uh, Eisenhower came in and, and uh, they burn out all of those veterans who had come back who were waiting for their bonuses so that they could live. These men were... Uh, traveling in boxcars, and and they were hobos, and people were disrespecting them. But nobody was disrespecting them when they were off fighting in, in the war. And, mm-hmm. they, and they, you know, this is the kind of thing. This we have to, it, it, as much as patriotism uh, seems to be the main focus of of many conservatives. You know, I, we need to pull our heads out of our collective keisters. And realize that those who are in control of the mechanisms of these entities 
mm-hmm. are the entities. Uh, we're just pawns in the game, just like our men and women in uniform are pawns in the game. If we continue to give this this religious style, cultish uh, uh, worship of of the United States as a nation, which it is not, it is a union. People don't even realize that the majority of the people out there don't even realize that what they're calling a country is not a country. What they're calling uh, uh, their their nation is not a nation. It is it is a union. Mm-hmm. And the more that we allow people to use this terminology, the more we allow this this propaganda to be forced into people's heads. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I try and compare it to him and explain it to him. I said, you know, would you call the European Union a country? Right. Is your a country that is it's, it sounds absurd when you say it. It's a continent. Europe is a continent, uh, but more importantly, the European Union is a union. It is not a country. Well, the European Union and the American Union mm-hmm. are no different in that all they are is is a, a representative body that's supposed to uh, settle uh, commerce disputes in between. Nations and the nations mm-hmm. are our base. And as long as people, I mean, it, it drives me nuts when I see MIAC report that's released and they say, you know, these so called sovereign citizens, which don't exist, they're, what they're talking about I know. is yeah. constitutional state citizens. The only sovereign there is, is God. Uh, but they use this terminology because they're, what they're doing is conflating state sovereignty, constitutional citizenship. And they're, they've come up with this buzzword, sovereign citizen. Uh, they turn around in this MIAC report, reports, you know, these people believe that the, that the United States went bankrupt in 1933. Well, all any idiot has to do is read the congressional record to know that that's a fact. Mm-hmm. So facts, and they're presenting them as if they're some kind of crazy conspiracy theories. And you have most of these people out there, most of the Christian patriots that I know, they're good-hearted people, but they don't realize that they are communists. And that is exactly what they've been indoctrinated and bred to be. When you look at the history of the neoconservative movement, it was founded by open and admitted Trotskyites. You have the National Review, which continued, they were funded by the CIA, which continued to, to, to basically take over conservatism and infuse it with big government empire building uh uh commune fascist government mm-hmm. and for some reason i see all these christian patriots you know like this situation with the, the iranian deal and and with uh the different countries that we're allies with that we get we catch spying on us and everything else our founders made clear and it was very very clear about it ally with none trade mm-hmm. with many Mm-hmm. Where have we? I mean, it, these things are facts. These are, this is not an ideology. That's another thing. They call these facts our beliefs and in a right wing ideology. This has nothing to do with an ideology. Mm-hmm. These these are the facts. And as long as we allow them to continue to to control the narrative and and to to replace facts with subterfuge, we're going to be in trouble. Oh, I agree with that. Um, so, I guess how I'm trying to say this, Gary, with the, do you know uh, of Rosa Corey? Uh, yeah, of course. 
I figured you probably did because she's out of California too, isn't she? Yeah, Northern California. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was. I would really love to meet her. She's phenomenal um, on the standing against you in Agenda Twenty One. But um, I didn't know if maybe some of her groups had come into your areas onto the ones that were not involved with ICLE. Does she do that? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, what she's doing exactly right now. I know, uh, the, the last that I heard, uh, up there, you know, their big, uh, JPA Council of Government is called ABAG, Association of Bay Area Governments. And, uh, they passed this plan to consolidate the nine counties of the Bay Area into one. Basically, like one, like 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 uh, uh, like Tom or uh, Mike Tom was saying, uh, like a union, basically one regional. big county. Yeah, regional governance, yep. and uh, and they were suing uh, a bag over this plan, and uh, I, I know they had lost, and they were going into the to the next level of of the appellate courts, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the last that I know of, and. Um, I know some people that know, not necessarily Rosa, but just know some of the activists that are up that were up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to say they've given up, but they've kind of, the impression I'm given is they've kind of gotten back to their regular lives. Like they kind of realize that San Francisco is not going to be saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not a whole lot of what we're doing down here is not really going on up there as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't really know what Rosa's doing these days. Oh, well, I was kind of wondering about that. Maybe we'll have to try to have her on, Tom, try to get a hold of her, find out what's going on there. Uh, We have uh, a caller from uh, Lark. Are you on the call? Uh, Hi, Lori. Hi. Gary, everyone. Thank you, Lark. Hello. You know, I I use that darn word, Tom, you fascist, rather than the accurate word, which is communitarianism. But you know what? I'm glad you called in because now you can you can put another piece of the puzzle in place. Well, I just want to be helpful. Your guest uh, sounds very bright, and uh, I want to be helpful. So I'll just take a minute here. Um, uh, Gary, are you familiar with the the Bruntland report? Uh, Yes, I am. Okay, that, of course, for the listeners, is uh, the report that was put together um, by a woman who headed the group that put it together named Ro Bruntland, who's the former president of Norway. She was a former uh, 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 president of the World Health Organization and as well a former vice president of the Socialist International. Now... For whatever it's worth to you, um, you might want to take a look at your uh, local chapters of the American Planning Association. Because, see, the way it works today is you've got your people that are very interested in so-called economic development. Mm-hmm. And um, you have the people who are very interested in controlling the narrative, the curriculum in the public schools, the private schools, the universities. They're all working hand-in-hand today. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the word communitarianism. Well, of course, that's nothing more than the synthesis of capitalism. That would be monopoly-driven crony capitalism. And uh, it's juxtaposition with what's called communism or cultural Marxism. Mm -hmm. I used to live in California. I have a niece that just turned 30 years old. She got her Ph.D., 
and uh, she's looking at one of those uh, fancy jobs, uh, you know, uh, implementing education policy. So she was quite well brainwashed there at Sonoma State. And uh, uh, I must tell you, you've got, uh, you've got a real juggernaut on your hands that we all do. You know, we're behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yet the people that are our worst enemies are the people who are being incentivized to wage war upon us. Mm-hmm. They're coming out of these universities. They're the, those are those people with, you know, two degrees and a Ph.D., and, uh, you know, they can't wait to get involved with government or economic development. See, they're all working together as partners in crime. And uh, they, they just really don't care about anything except their next pay raise. On the Dallas Morning News front page today, um, they just voted themselves an 8% pay raise because they're not getting paid enough money to sit on these commissioners' courts. $157,000 a year. Oh, wow. And I guess they just feel, you know, impoverished. But, um, yeah, if you, uh, if you really want to get behind the, uh, uh, you know, look down in the rabbit hole, for whatever it's worth, do a search on the Internet. What is a communitarian? What is communitarianism? What is communitarian law? And if you want to know how they're getting around the so-called rule of law, look it up. What is reflexive law? And if you want to learn about communitarian code speak, you might want to consider doing a search. Living outside the dialectic. Going to come right up, first thing on the home page, on the uh, Google search page or whatever search page. And you're going to see uh, two ebooks in one that you can buy for $17. And in the appendices of this ebook, actually two books in one, you're going to see communitarian buzzwords and Big Mother's double tongued dictionary, which is actually alphabetized. And it's going to give you all the, you know, it's, it was revised in 2012. But it's going to give you all the coded language that is employed today at these uh, so-called visioning sessions and council sessions. Remember, government by council is, um, well, doesn't that word Soviet mean council or committee or conference? I oh, think so. Lark. Lark, uh, here's a, a real quick uh, interesting story for you. I was at a friend's house in Iowa, right? And his house used to belong to his mother. And on the wall, I forget the name of the artist now, but if you looked up his name, this was what was interesting. There was It's a painting of its early Americana, and it's the inside of, of a farmhouse where you have a whole bunch of men sitting around the table. And in the kitchen, you had a bunch of women, and, and, and in the yard, they were, they were doing some work. And it, uh, above it, it said regionalism. And the the artist's name, when I looked it up, because I looked at it and I said, darn if that doesn't look like, you know, uh, communistic, you know, propaganda. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I looked up the name and all of a sudden starts popping up communitarian artists. Mm-hmm. And, and then I started seeing, you know what? And this is this is was his, his mother's house, a very, you know, old uh printing of this of this artwork 
And, you know, people don't realize it was a really pretty, you know, farm setting, uh, very benign looking. Uh, but they had started this this communistic, uh, you know, communitarian mind washing in the 20s. They're not, they're not synonymous, uh, Tom. Forgive me for saying so. Well, I no, mean, no, it no, is no, a synthesis of communism it. and capitalism. Well, why don't you, why, you, you clarify it because... Uh, it does get a little bit confusing for me. I know it's communistic. Um, it's, it also, it's also corporatist and fascist. Yes, well, you know, if you look to, you know, I've, I've had some interesting discussions with people regarding uh, uh, the National Socialists. Uh, you know, they say, well, they're, they're, they had no a- aspects of the left. Well, while they had the fascist aspect, they most certainly did have aspects of the left, in my opinion. But, you know, these, these, these waters are muddied. Why don't you explain to the audience real quick uh, uh, the differences there? Well, it's real simple. Capitalism plus communism plus mercantilism, what we call today free trade, equals communitarianism. It is world governance. And governance means management. And it's called a scientific dictatorship of the global-to-local community. The new law of the so-called European Union is called Community Aki, A-C-Q-U-I-S. Look it up. It's in every encyclopedia. It's shorthand. Mm-hmm. Community is in English. Aki is French. It means Aki communitaire in French, but communitarian law in English. Yes. This is the same thing that's been, and this has been. This is so pervasive today in our in our world, and especially right here in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to start saying the word. Communitarianism is not synonymous with only communism. It is communism and corporatism, or capitalism, and it's this, it's the same problem that we've had for millennia, millennia. Yeah. Yes. Well, I would world. say it would it's, be it's synonymous with crony capitalism, but not... Well, it's the problem of the rule of the few over the many. Right. And what's happening right now is exactly like in the communist model, mm-hmm. but it also works with the corporate, corporatist or mm-hmm. capitalist model. The, you have the intelligentsia, you have the uh, nomenclatura, mm-hmm. you have the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. What they're doing is they're robbing... The the pro the uh, they're going to reduce everybody to a prole to a wage slave. Mm-hmm. The firewall, yes. which is the nomenclatura, that's the bureaucracy and the thought leaders. They grow so as to protect the people at the top, called the intelligentsia. And this is what's happening in our world today, and that's why the economy is being directed as it is from the top. It's driven by money, and then it's but it works. Uh, in tandem with what is called law today. All law enforcement today in this country is communitarian law. Yes, yes, absolutely, I agree. Well, and and I'll say this. I'm on um, the basics of philosophy. I pulled it up while you were 
while you were talking. And this is more for the audience than it is for you because obviously you already know this. But communitarianism, is this is what they say about it, is a 20th century political doctrine which emphasizes the interest of communities and societies over those of the individual. While not necessarily hostile to liberalism or social democracy per se, and notice they use that word democracy, um, it does oppose individualist doctrines like libertarianism, which stresses human independence and the importance of individual self-reliance and liberty. In most aspects of modern conservatism, advocating instead ideas such as a civil society, the concept of a voluntary civic and social organizations and institutions as opposed to the forced-backed structures of the state and commercial institutions like collectivism, which stresses human interdependence and the importance of a collective. Communitarianism focuses on community and society and seeks to give priority to group goals over individual goals. So I'm not going to read the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, Nikki Rapana described it well. N-I-K-I, Nikki Rapana, R, double A as in Apple, P as in Paul, A as in Apple, N is in Nancy, A is in Apple. Nikki Rapana, newswithviews.com. Click on under articles. It's a three-level con job. Well, yeah, and it, even in this it states, all the, the 20th century philosophy, the term communitarian was coined in the 1840s by a British utopian socialist, Godwin Barnby, 1820-1881, to refer to advocates of a communist society which refers to communal living and or communal property, essentially a forerunner to the modern communism. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was the the guy that formed several communitarian churches. In fact, he introduced Friedrich Engels to the French conception of communisme, which Mm -hmm. is communism. Yeah. And you know, because... So, I mean, he's a so-called... A child of, of... uh, I said, you know, because you can't raise your own children. The children really belong to the whole community. Remember that nitwit? Oh, my Lord, do I ever. Let, 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 let me jump in for a second. I just wanted to say that the, what the caller is describing with communitarianism is exactly what we're dealing with here. They're setting up this society where it's communism on the bottom for, for the little people where we live under total equality where we live in the same buildings, the same transport, we have access to the same stores, so we just live in total poverty, and this society is being planned by the government as well as these developers who pay off the government. So it's communism for the little people at the bottom, and it's fascism for the people at the top, and that, that's what I've noticed just around here with what we're doing. Yeah. Here, here. Wow. That's, well, anyway, that's- uh... Um, get a hold of me sometime, uh, Gary. I'd love to help shorten your learning curve because you're very bright. And uh, the fact that you're an activist uh, and a younger person, uh, I, I really find, uh, you know, quite welcome. But uh, you can be, when you learn their language, because what they talk about on these Sunday talk shows, it's communitarian policy. It does not matter if it's from the right or the left. They have such a huge agenda that it has it has to be bitten off in parts and uh there's a word when they talk about these various bills and why these people don't read these bills 
because um, in the in the Congress, whether at the state house or at the you know at the outhouse there in D.C., um, that's because they insert this coded language into this bill and into that bill, into this bill and that bill, and it seems quite innocuous, quite harmless, and the words fly right over your head, including the people implementing the plan. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? Guess what? That word is called engrenage. It's French. E-N-G-R-E-N-A-G-E. It means gearing in French. Everyone is rather much like, it's kind of like the Borg. You know, you will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. That if is you're a, good... a cog in the wheel, if you're a, one of those gear wheels, what role do you play in this dialectical synthesis called communitarianism, and how is it that you are part of the? Are you either part of the problem or are you part of the solution? And most people will not look outside, but that word's very important. Engrenage. Look it up, and uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'll, I'll, I'll help. Okay, and I'll be as simplistic and as concise as I possibly can be. But when you learn their language. You can call upon, call them on it, because these words are words like sustainable, community, free trade, quality living, quality of life, responsibility to protect. Do you realize this was the bedrock communitarian legal principle which justified the bloodletting in the Middle East in the aftermath of this false flag event called 9-11. Responsibility to protect, R2P. See, these are things no one's talking about at all. But they must be talked about, or we're going to lose this war. Thank you for that, Lark, very much. Thank you. Thanks for letting me weigh in. Good night. Thank you, Lark. Enjoyed having you on the show. And I just want to say this really quick, because we only have a couple of minutes before uh, the show is over. Um, make sure, everybody, when you share um, Tom's videos, I, I spoke about this the last time I was on the show, uh, or or you share my videos, or you share uh, Grindall61, do hashtag see something, do something. Because that is what we're doing. When we see something, we're doing something about it. We're not just sitting on our rump. We need to not see something, you say something, see, see something, something, say something. <laughs> exactly. We're going to see something and do something. We're going to stop this mess because Maybe. every one of you, here it is, the new hashtag, Tom, your life matters. Amen. Folks, with that, we've run out of time. Lori, God bless you. And, and for our audience, I, I hope it's been entertaining for you and enlightening. Um, and uh, Lori, take us out. God bless all of you. Thank you very much, uh, Gary, for joining us on the show. Everybody go to his YouTube, Grindall61. Thank you for joining Resurrect the Republic, Dirty Uncle Sam Radio on RBN. Make sure if you want to help Tom get to be able to cover some live footage of things that are going on on the ground go to resurrectpublic.com and send him a donation god bless you and good night do you or someone you know suffer from chest pain blood pressure cholesterol or irregular heartbeat 
Are you looking for a more natural solution to overcome these health challenges? You hear the ads all the time. If this stuff's so good, why doesn't my doctor prescribe it? That's easy. Doctors are not trained in natural medicine. Extendivite Heart Tonic does want you to be as healthy as you can be, and it really works. Take Extendivite for six months and your doctor will say, I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop. It's working for you. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 